this is a step two review and we are covering the surgery section. So let's start by talking about skin and soft tissue infections. So when we see an anorectal abscess, the major cause is occlusion of an anal crypt gland. The primary treatment is IND, incision and drainage, and systemic antibiotic therapy, which may decrease recurrence and anorectal fistula formation should be given to patients with high-risk features, features such as systemic illness, diabetes, and should be considered really for all patients. So anorectal abscess, occlusion of anal crypt gland, IND antibiotics. Let's talk about animal and human bite injuries. So when we have a puncture of the thin soft tissue overlying the hand metacarpal phalangeal joints, so clenched fist punch to the human mouth, um, it can result in septic arthritis, presenting with joint pain, erythema, swelling, fluctuations, and painful range of motion. The treatment is usually surgical IND, irrigation and debridement, and antibiotic um, antibiotic therapy. Another animal and human bite injury, cat bites. There are high risk of inf infection and due to inoculation of bacteria into deep puncture wounds. So amoxicillin with clavulinate has activity against pastorella, multocyta, and oral anaerobes and is the first line agent uh, with uh, for antibiotic prophylaxis when there's a cat Catheter-related bloodstream infections. So catheter-related bloodstream infections occur approximately once per year in patients with tunnel hemodialysis catheter catheters. Most cases present with systemic signs of infection, so fever, malaise, chills, without localizing symptoms. The catheter site frequently appears normal. Initial therapy includes antibiotics, fluid resuscitation, and removal of the dialysis catheter. So uh, with catheter infections, you definitely want to do uh, removal of the catheter and antibiotics and fluid resuscitation, even if the catheter sound will appear normal. Uh, patients will have signs of infection, which should lead to treatment. Let's go back to skin and soft tissue infections. Pseudomonas folliculitis. This is a self-limited cutaneous eruption that develops within hours or a few days following exposure to inadequately chlorinated pools or tubs. Patients generally have tender pastules, postules, or nodules, and low-grade fever. No treatment is usually necessary, but swimming in contaminated water should be avoided. Pseudomona, exposure... Chlorinated pools in hot tubs, tender pastel pustules or nodules, mulgrid fever, no treatment, but definitely do not swim in the contaminated water. Pyogenic liver abscess will have fever, right upper quadrant pain, hepatomegaly, leukocytosis, elevated liver enzymes. Associated right-sided pleural effusion can also occur. Uh, diagnosis rem uh, requires abdominal imaging and management includes blood culture, antibiotics, and drainage. Community-acquired pneumonia, uh, fluoroquinolone, so liver fluoxacine, increased collagen degradation associated with the first effects. 
including Achilles tendon, retinal detachment, aortic aneurysm rupture. So really we should avoid fluoroquinolones uh, in patients with known aortic aneurysm or substantial risk factor for aortic aneurysm, even if they have community-acquired pneumonia. Surgical wound infection. Smoking is associated with increased risk of surgical uh, site infection and poor wound healing. healing. So current smoking is associated with greatest risk in past smoking. So patient who quit is still an increased risk. Um, Smoking cessation is recommended prior to elective surgery, especially if cessation can be achieved at least four to six weeks before surgery. Post-op fever. Post-op fever is generally mediated by cytokine release in response to tissue trauma, blood cell lysis, uh, or infection. So tissue trauma, blood cell lysis, infection. Immediate fever occurs within hours of the operation. It is usually due to tissue trauma, mismatched blood products, or drug reactions. Acute, which is 1 to 7, post-op, and subacute, 7 to 28, fever is generally driven by infections. So immediate, you think tissue trauma, mismatched blood, or drug reactions. Lymphangitis, acute infection lymphangitis is marked by proximal uh, formation of a tender erythematous streaks at the site of skin wounds with regional lymphadenopathy and systemic symptoms such as fever. Most cases is streptopyogenes or uh, staph aureus, methicillin staph aureus. Methicillin-sensitive staph aureus or streptopyogenes. Um, so treatment with cephalaxin is generally curative. So think about lymphangitis, erythematous streaks at the site of skin, regional lymphadenopathy, streptococcus, treat with cephalaxin. Cytomegalovirus, uh, patients who undergo renal transplantation are increased with cytomegalovirus. Reactivation with viremia and or and organ disease. Uh, GI manifestation are common, including abdominal pain, vomiting, bl- uh, bloody diarrhea, remember that CMV colitis. Endoscopy will reveal multiple large shallow ulcers. Multiple shallow ul- uh, large shallow ulcers and biopsies gold standard. Okay, so CMV, think patients are immunocompromised, which is uh, immunosuppressed. Uh, so patients who have recently gotten renal transplantation, it can present also with GI manifestation of colitis with bloody diarrhea. And if you do an endoscopy, a colonoscopy will show you large shallow ulcers and biopsy is the gold standard. Vibrio vulnificus. Vibrio vulnificus is a free-living marine bacterium that causes foodborne illness through oysters and wound infections. So wound infections may be mild, but some patients develop rapid, severe necrotizing fasciitis with hemorrhagic bolus lesions and septic shock. So patients with liver disease such as cirrhosis, viral hepatitis, hereditary hemochromatosis, they increase risk of um, this. So they increase risk of vibrio vulnificus, which is uh, cause full-born full illness and wound infection. Candidemia. Uh, we're in catheter-related bloodstream infection. Candidemia is common in patients who are hospitalized in the ICU with intravascular catheters. 
Okay, so manifestation will have fever, sepsis, and or uh, multi-organ failure. Blood culture biopsy are usually required for diagnosis. And a positive blood culture should never be considered contaminant. So if you have a bl positive blood culture, you need to treat that because it is not a contaminant. It's not normal. Lemire syndrome, LS. It's caused by an oropharyngeal infection, usually pharyngitis or tonsillitis, that leads to local invasion of the lateral pharyngeal wall. Local invasion of the lateral pharyngeal wall and infection of the neurovascular bundle, especially in the internal jugular vein. So usually the questions then will talk to you about thrombosis of the internal jugular vein. Um, that thrombosis will then lead to septic emboli to distal sites. Um, Fusobacterium necroforum is the most frequent bacterial cause of Lemire syndrome. So Lemire syndrome being oropharyngeal infection, usually pharyngitis or tonsillitis. This will lead to local invasion to the pharyngeal wall and neurovascular bundle. And fusobacterium is the most frequent cause. Septic arthritis. Prosthetic joint infection can be acquired by perioperative contamination or by extension from an overlying wound infection. Infections due to virulent organisms such as Staph aureus present within the first three months. Acute pain, fever, local signs of infection. Um, infections with less virulent organisms, so those are coagulase negative staph. Uh, they have a delayed onset and present with chronic pain, implant losing, gait impairment, sinus tract infection. So acute well, not so acute, but uh, staph aureus, which is virulent, will be uh, within the first three months. And then coagulative negative staph, uh, such as staph epidermidis, um, they will usually have a delay onset. And those symptoms are pain, loosening of the implant, gait impairment, sinus tract formation. So that was septic arthritis. So I would talk about osteomyelitis. Osteomyelitis is a bacterial infection of chronic. So if you see a bacterial infection of a chronic diabetic foot ulcer, this may be minimally symptomatic or require specific assessment. So when the bone can be palpated with a probe, the risk of underlying osteomyelitis is greatly increased. So biopsy and culture of affected bone is critical. So if you palpate the bone with a probe, Endocarditis, the splenic abscess usually presents to the, ca the classic trial of fever, leukocytosis, and left upper quadrant abdominal pain. Patient can develop left-sided pleuritics, chest pain, left pleural effusion, and splenomegaly. The risk factors for splenic abscess include hematogenous spread, immunosuppression, IV drug use, trauma, and uh, issue with hemoglobin, so hemoglobin Hemoglobin homo hemoglobinopathies. Um infective endocarditis is also affected, uh usually associated with splenic abscesses. So splenectomy, we talked about uh splenectomy in the previous episode. Following splenectomy, patients are increased risk of sepsis. And which organisms are they increased risk of sepsis with? Strep pneumo, nicere meningitis, and 
hemophilus influenzae. Those are the three. The vaccine against each of these should be administered either more than 14 days before scheduled splenectomy or more than 14 days after splenectomy. Post-op fever, we talked about febrile non-hemolytic transfusion reaction. So if it's acute, it's either blood products, it's either anesthesia. Um, and so febrile non-hemolytic transfusion reaction occurs within one to six hours of transfusion initiation. And it can present in the immediate post-op period in patients who receive blood uh, intraoperatively. Imagine if the surgery was one to six hours and the patient wakes up with the fever, think febrile, non-hemolytic transfusion reaction. Other cause of immediate post-op fever, you have infection or trauma, inflammation uh, causes fever, malignant hypothermia, especially from anesthetics and in um, their medications, yeah. Animal and human bite, we talked about osteomyelitis, again, uh, plantar puncture wounds through footwear or increased risk of pseudomonas aeruginous uh, osteomyelitis. Diabetic foot infections, uh, they're common in patients with poor glycemic control, neuropathy, peripheral vascular disease. Uh, most of these wounds polymicrobial with a mixture of gram-positive, gram-negative, and anaerobic organisms. Um, so uh, underlying osteomyelitis occurs because of a contiguous spread from the wound. UTIs, clear, clean intermittent cath is an effective way to reduce cath-associated UTIs in patients with neurogenic bladder. Necrotized soft tissue infections, uh, it's characterized by intense pain in the wound decreased sensitivity at the edges of the wound, cloudy gray discharge, and sometimes crepitus. So early surgery is definitely essential. Acute diarrhea. So risk factor for C. diff include recent hospitalization, advanced age, recent antibiotic use. Manifestation can be mild, so just watery colitis, um, low-grade fever, abdominal pain, leukocytosis, to fulminant colitis with toxic megacolon. So diagnosis usually confirmed with stool studies uh, and glutamate dehydrogenase antigen and or stool assay for the exotoxin genes. Healthcare associated pneumonia. So ventilator associated pneumonia occurs about 48 hours after intubation, usually present with fever, purulent secretions and ab abnormal chest x-ray. Uh, patients should have lower respiratory tract sampling and receive antibiotics empirically. Uh, Echinococcus granulosa, this is a tapeworm that is endemic to rural developing countries. Uh, humans are actually incidental, incident, incidental hosts. Uh, usually acquire the infection to consumption of food or water that was contaminated with dog feces. Um, tapeworm eggs hatch in the small intestine, spread to the viscera, and cause hydatid cysts. So, these are usually rare, but hepatic cysts actually 
may grow over time, resulting in right upper quadrant pain, nausea, vomiting, hepatomegaly. And then when you do imaging, you'll see a large smooth cyst, uh, often with internal septations. Toxic shock syndrome. Toxic shock syndrome is usually due to staph aureus associated with menstruation and tampons, nasal packing or post-surgery infection. Patient will develop fever, myalgia, hypotension, and a diffuse erythematous macular rash uh, that can progress to multi-organ involvement. Ludwig angina. Ludwig angina is rapidly progressive cellulitis of the submandibular and sublingual spaces. Source infection is mostly common in an effect infected mandibular molar and early intervention with IV antibiotics prevents airway compromise. So IV antibiotics early. Going back to post-op fever, um, coagulase negative staph are most frequent cause of nosocomial bloodstream infection in patients with intravascular devices. Uh, factors favoring infection over contamination include fever, leukocytosis, hypotension and blood bulk culture growth in more than two bottles, both aerobic and anaerobic with the same organism and drug susceptibility. So coagulation negative, coagulase negative staph the most frequent cause of nosocomial bloodstream infection in patients with intravascular devices. And so the reason, how do you know if it's infection versus contamination? If you have fever, if you have leukocytosis, if you have low blood pressure, and then you've had the growth in more than two bottles, obviously, um, that should point you. Um, final, uh, animal and human bite injuries we talked about. But remember, they often result in polymicrobial infections with both aerobic and anaerobic. And impairment will be amoxicillin clavulinate. Um, Echinococcus, we talked about the dogs as a definitive host. We have hepatic hydatid cyst um, with eggshell calcification. Um, liver abscesses, on the other hand, is entamoeba histolytical, is a protozoan that can cause colitis and extra-intestinal illness in patients who live or travel to developing countries. So amoebic liver abscesses are characterized by right upper quadrant pain, fever, and usually a single subscapular lesion in the right lobe. And you make the diagnosis by serology, and needle aspiration is not necessary. Remember, with the cyst, echinococcus, you have right upper quadrant pain, you have nausea, you have vomiting, you have hepatomegaly. Um, and, the, and with the abscess, you have right upper quadrant pain, fever. Okay, the fever is the one. Um, and diagnosis is made with serology. And neck fascia presents with erythema and swelling, severe pain out of proportion, sign of tissue necrosis such as crepitus, purulent discharge, radiographic evidence of gas in the deep tissue, and when the skin or soft tissue in infection is suspected. Uh, rapid progressive of physical exam findings or severe systemic signs such as hypotension should raise the suspicion for necrotizing fasciitis. 
And that is all for our surgery review. Um, and this was the main focus on infectious disease.